Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Jesus That's Good News podcast. This is a space where we're going to share the gospel, aka the good news, to anyone who has a vulnerability to pull up a chair at Jesus' table with no reservation needed. So, Julie, you got to just shoot it to you straight here. <laughs> Give it to me. I'm ready. This podcast is going to be short, sweet, to the point. I'm thinking really? five to ten minutes. Okay. Lighthearted conversation. Yeah. Uh, it's a really easy topic. I was looking at the content. Not much there. Not much. Uh, so Easy peasy. Yeah, we'll just pop on, pop off. Yeah, a little pop forgiveness down. talk. And yeah, it's no problem. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Damn, I wish. I wish, too. Oh, my gosh. I bet there's 100 podcasts that exist on the internet that address forgiveness alone. 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 So, yeah, if you're joining us today, and uh, welcome. We're glad you're you're here with us. Last week, Devin, we kind of touched upon the subject of forgiveness and receiving forgiveness for ourselves. So, yeah, not much to talk about today, only what it means to forgive other people. Whew. We got to bring the heat today because this is an intense and full of depth conversation. I want to ask the question, Devin, right off the bat. I mean, how many people are listening to us right now, do you think, who are holding a grudge or a grievance or maybe they've been wounded and they're feeling really angry about it? If you were to guess, like what percentage of individuals would feel that way? What would you say? 100%. Yeah, I, I think so. <laughs> at least at some point in our lives, I think we've all been through that. Yeah, it's a it's universal for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, I think unless you're a hermit and you're living by yourself, you know, there's going to be someone that you need to forgive and or ask forgiveness from. So it's a universal message again, but you know, we I love the I love the beginning of our podcast Devin where you say we're going to talk about the good news. Mm-hmm. And I want to flip that just a little bit because I think if you're a follower of Jesus, actually I take that back. I know That if you are a follower of Jesus, forgiveness is not an option. It's something that he commands us to do. It's almost like a requirement. Ouch. I know. It's hard to hear that, isn't it? I think about when I consider the Lord's Prayer in Matthew chapter 6, you know, where our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then he says, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses or forgive us our debts as we forgive other individuals, right? As we forgive others. So Jesus makes it a a huge part, an integral part of this prayer that he teaches his followers. But Devin, here's what's really interesting is a lot of people have grown up learning the Lord's Prayer, but right after that in Matthew 6 verse 14, I know you have it there in your notes, read what Jesus says after he talks about this prayer. What does he say? He says, If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. That's like a double ouch. That is Uh like, that's very powerful. I don't think this is quid pro quo, by the way. I think this is Jesus underscoring how important it is for us to forgive other individuals. That it's a necessity in this walk with him and learning what this is all about. And I know if you're listening to this right now, and I know that if I would have been listening to Jesus, Devin, as he's telling me this, I would have said, you know, but you have no idea what they've done to me. Yeah, you don't understand the pain or the hurt. 
It's not that easy, Jesus. <laughs> That's exactly what I would be saying. But I don't know of any other way to understand the text. There's nothing that's lost in translation here. As much as we want to change it, we cannot change that. No, we can't. He makes it clear that we have to forgive or we are called to forgive at the same level that he forgives us. And that's a lot. I don't know about you, Devin, but we talked about our hall of shame last week. Man, Mm -hmm. he's forgiven me a lot of stuff. And we remember that, you know, Jesus didn't just talk the talk like he walked the walk even to the point when he was dying on the cross and he's, he was crucified. And he looked down at those um, below him on the cross and they were making fun of him. And he says, you know, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And so that's a lot of forgiveness right there. A lot of forgiveness. That is challenging. Very challenging. I would say, you know, well, it's easy for Jesus because he's Jesus, but therein mm-hmm. lies the challenge. How do we love like Jesus or forgive like Jesus? And so let's let's talk about forgiveness a little bit. Let's do it. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Buckle up, people. I feel like I'm carrying like a 50 pound weight right now because that's how forgiveness feels or unforgiveness feels, I think. Devin, let's talk about, first of all, what forgiveness is not. One of the things I think that is misunderstood about forgiveness is that If we forgive, it's about overlooking or denying or even diminishing that a hurt ever happened. Um, I think forgiveness is is not about shoving uh, a hurt in a closet. You know what I mean? We don't shove it in the closet. Maybe, Devin, a couple weeks ago, we talked about the iceberg, right? We talked about how we will shove things below the surface so we don't have to deal with them. What forgiveness is about is... Is, is about bringing these things out of the dark, right? Bringing them up from the deep, sometimes kicking and screaming, but we bring them into the light. And that's because that's where the love of God is. Mm-hmm. There's some beautiful sayings in scripture that, you know, that yes, God is love, but it talks about uh, he is light in him. There is no darkness at all. And so that's why we want to bring these things into the light. That is a frightening concept for a lot of individuals, They've put so much time and energy into burying the hurts that they've experienced. But one of the things we have to do in order to work through this process of forgiveness is to bring them up into the light. And also understanding, Devin, too, that it's not about condoning what someone did. It's not about saying, you know, I've forgiven you, therefore, uh, what you did, it's no big deal what happened. No, that's so far from the truth. The hurt and the pain, obviously, are still there. But see, what happens is, and I know this from my own personal experience, is that when I have chosen, and make no mistake, it's a choice. When I have chosen to forgive, it's my way of saying I'm not going to allow that pain to hold me hostage anymore. Mm. It It's not going to overtake my mind. It's not going to hold my heart. If If my mind and my heart are filled with with so much pain and unforgiveness, there's no room for love to come in. And so I'm not going to be in the prison of my pain any longer when I forgive. So yeah, forgiveness is not about overlooking or denying. It's about bringing things out into the light. And it's certainly not about condoning someone else's behavior. And to that, I don't think forgiveness is about forgetting either. I know a lot of people say, you know, forgive and forget and move on. Would you not say that's the most common misconception? I couldn't agree more. Yeah. And I think some people, by the way, Devin, think that's in the Bible and it's not. 
Like, it's just an idiom that is popular. But yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, I hijacked your story. But yeah, forgive and forget. We always talk about this. I don't think that forgiveness, it doesn't come with a side of amnesia. Right, yeah. Like, once you say, okay, I forgive you, like, and everything's just out the window. That's not what true forgiveness is about. I think forgiveness, whether you're forgiving a past relationship, uh, boyfriend-girlfriend situation, or you're moving on from a, a friendship just relationship in general. I don't think that you have to forget what was. Mm. I think that's part of your healing is accepting the change of what was. And forgiveness doesn't mean that you just allow that person right back into your life how they used to be. Mm. I, yeah, I think that's another misconception too, Devin. I think forgiveness and boundaries go hand in hand. I'm a big believer in boundaries yes. here. If you get to the point in your stage of forgiveness where you are wanting to work on a previously broken relationship, a couple things. Boundaries are not rigid lines that keep people out. They are instead a map that shows people the right way into your life. Mm-hmm. They also are not rules for everyone else to follow. They are guidelines for you to follow. Mm. And I think this is a key part in correlating boundaries with forgiveness. Boundaries are not about fixing somebody. They're about knowing when to walk away. All this to say, I think in order to truly forgive, there has to be a change in the relationship with healthy boundaries in order to move forward in said relationship. Yeah, unless there is a change in the respect of those boundaries, I don't see how it's going to happen. Correct, because even if you were to, quote, forgive and forget, who's to say you won't wind up? Back at square one. Right, being hurt all over again. Being hurt all over again because you weren't able to establish healthy boundaries and clear boundaries in order to grow the relationship in a different way. I think another thing too, one other thing that forgiveness is not is instantaneous. Mm, I wish it was. <laughs> oh man, our lives would be so much easier if it was. I mean, it's it's just not quick and easy. And I have learned, gosh, Devin, I'm 50, I'm 55 and... um. I'm learning, I have learned, and I'm still learning that it's just a process. It's something that, you know, I kind of have to address every day to a certain degree. Not that I'm dwelling on the bad, but just understanding, am I having a forgiving heart? I think some people think that um, forgiveness is like, it's an old phrase, slapping a Band-Aid on a bullet hole. It's not going to work, right? It's, It's just not that quick, and it's not that clean, and not that simple. And and I know that in my life with my divorce and and, uh, just other issues that have come up, it's taken me long hours of conversation with trusted friends and and times of of therapy and a lot of prayer. Um, And let me add this, that you need to understand the deeper the wound, the longer the journey. Yeah. Um, if you were to, we talked about those things last week, like if I pulled your hair, would you forgive me? And if I wrecked your car, <laughs> would you forget? You know, those those are kind of silly things. And, and those aren't even really worthy of forgiveness. Those are just things that are, they just happen in life. When we're talking about forgiveness here, my friends, we're talking about damage to relationships. And some of you, I get it. You have really been wounded in some of the worst ways possible. And I'm telling you that forgiveness is something that can absolutely change your life. And I, and I speak from experience. And it's constant work every day. I mean, I'm in a point in my life right now where 
I'm working through forgiveness of people who I was very close with Mm. and broken relationships. And I'd be lying if I said that I didn't think about it every day. Yeah. And I always wonder, like, at what point do I stop thinking about Mm. it? And I think that's part of your healing process. Like you said, I think the deeper the wound, the longer it takes. There comes a day where you wake up and you just don't think about it anymore. And I think that's when you have worked on your healing right when you have worked on the forgiveness piece but I can say I'm in a season of my life right now where Mm. I'm working through the process of accepting the change in certain relationships in my life Mm. I wish I could tell you Devin that um this is the only time that you'll experience change like that (laughs) um it's it's just uh you know, a life of ups and downs, and this won't be the first time, unfortunately, that you have to yeah. go through this process. But and, and the question I want to ask our listeners is, I, it's not instantaneous, and it is a process. But my question is, are you actually at least on the journey? Have you started the journey of forgiveness? Well, so we talked about what forgiveness is not. Let's talk about a little bit, Devin, uh, about what forgiveness actually is. So one of my favorite verses in scripture is when it says, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. And I reread that this week. I wanted to make sure it didn't say vengeance is Julie's because that would be awesome. That would be really cool. You know, we edit the Holy Bible. We could. Yeah, because (laughs) (laughs) the gospel, according to Julie and Devin. (laughs) Yeah, sounds about right. Of course. I'm joking. I double checked that verse and it really is God's job to, uh, to keep the score, so to speak. Not that I think God does that. I'll be honest with you. But it's really hard to do, Devin. It's really hard, especially with people that I'm really battling in relationship with. It's really hard not to keep score. As a matter of fact, with people that I've really disliked in the past, I've taken a lot of pleasure in keeping score of all the ways they're, mm-hmm. they've failed in their lives, right? And it's taken me down a path that I don't, I don't like the person I am when I do that. Same. But man, it's easy to be that person. And sometimes it's fun. (laughs) (laughs) But no, seriously, like on a more personal note, if I could share something real quick. Um, I had shared, I believe, in the very first episode that I'm I'm divorced. And I've had a few other um, traumatic events in my life. And uh, Devin, I know that you and I have have talked about uh, what grieving and things like that look like. But I had to reach a point in my life uh, when I was wounded to recognize that when that happened, that something within me was lost. It's Mm. like the tapestry of my life, you know, is, was being sewn together. And I, I can look back on that tapestry and there's, there's like ugly pieces of fabric in there, or there's a pattern I don't like. And that road back to an earlier time to try to fix that is gone. Like there was an innocence that was taken from me at one point. And that's gone. I can't ever get back to that time. And I I know it sounds a little morbid, but it's true. That's where my faith has to kick in. God says, I see what has happened to you in the past. I want you to trust me with your future. And I want to take you on a healing journey. And part of that is deciding to give up that, that need for revenge, which is really, really hard. Brene Brown talks about that how you have to let go of wanting to be right Mm. when forgiveness is more important than being right and sure I can tell you what I'm probably one of the most competitive people (laughs) but uh my wife (laughs) is 100% more competitive than I am 
and uh, she gave me permission to share a little bit of this, but she went through a time and a divorce where, man, revenge was all we could think about mm. <laughs> from, you know, her family to, to me and to our friend group. Like, we wanted justice for Katie. Right. But of all people, and this is why I married her, because of her heart, out of all people who had the right to want vengeance, uh, she actually met with um, a pastor, and that pastor said, God will take care of the rest. Mm. That's not up to you. Yeah. That's not up for you to decide what happens. He, he'll be taken care of. And not in a bad way, meaning that person, but, you know, God knows what's happening. God feels your pain. Let him handle it. Right. It's not up to us to decide that. But, man, it's hard not to want that revenge. Yeah, because I feel like I'm gripping that wheel with, like, both hands, you know? Like, I so badly want to steer the ship. I so badly want to be in control of that. And the the huge part for me was looking back in retrospect and knowing, okay, harm has been done. What am I going to do about that? Like, for the good of myself. I can't go back and change the narrative. So how do I move forward? And that's where forgiveness comes in. And you talked about this earlier, Julie. Forgiveness is releasing that bitterness from inside of you. So the true, if you want to say winner Mm. in this, is the person who lets go. Yeah. That's healing. Yeah. It's so counterintuitive, isn't it, Devin? Yes. You want to hold on so bad. But if you would, just kind of release that. Another thing, Devin, forgiveness is no longer harboring an offense. I mean, I think uh, when we were reading the love chapter at your wedding, we talked about, you know, love is, love is, love keeps no Mm -hmm. record of wrongs. And so if we go back to the basics of what the Christian faith is, that we are called to love God and love others, if we are loving the way we're supposed to, then we're keeping no record of wrongs. Not to say that it didn't happen, right? But just saying that we're no longer going to allow it to control us. I'm done having a pain museum, okay? I, I'm done like harboring all that and, and like having pain mounted all over the walls. And I, I'm like tired of the story. I'm tired of the pictures. I'm tired of the images. I, I just want to surrender all that. I want to give it up because those toxins, those ways that it makes me feel makes me sick. I love that you said tired of the story because we sit in these seasons of life where I think sometimes we can play the victim Mm. role in this, where we just hold on to that bitterness because we can and because sometimes it feels good, (laughs) right? But you get to a point where you are just tired of being that way and you want to make that change. And I think the key to healing, I'm going to bring up a quote from Liz Gilbert, of course. Oh, love Liz. In her book, Eat, Pray, Love. There's a beautiful quote, and I've never forgotten it from the moment I read it. It's talking about uh, her ex-husband in this, but you could put this to a past friendship, past relationship, whatever it is. She says, send him some love and light every time you think about him, and then drop it. Mm. Like, period, right? Every time you feel that bitterness or that hurt or the pain, once you get past that grieving stage and you're ready to truly forgive... You send light and love to that person and then you drop it and you move on with your life. You move on with the day. And if it happens again the next day, send love and light and you move on. Rinse and repeat. Let go of the story. Yeah. 
let go of it. You know, talking about stories, we mentioned it last week. And uh, if you've listened to all of our podcasts, you know that um, after the intro, we talked about the prodigal son. And I thought a lot about it this week, too. I was thinking about Taylor, my daughter. I was trying to put myself in the father's shoes. And, and I was imagining what if Taylor had run off wishing that I was dead, you know, taking half of my money, which wouldn't be that much. She wouldn't get very far. <laughs> but I thought about how my heart would hurt and how I would long for her to return back and uh, how I would question what maybe I did wrong that would make her run off and how I would put up from a judgmental community and maybe I didn't have support from anyone else. And I, how, if that would have happened to me, I would have had all these emotions. And I came to this conclusion is that if I'm the father, I don't think the forgiveness came when the father was running down the road or when he hugged him or threw him a party. I think the forgiveness came in the midst of all of his pain. Hmm. I mean, I love my daughter so much. The forgiveness comes before, like we said last week, before she would ever give an excuse, before she would ever tell a story. But I think that the father, just as I would have to do, I think the father had to choose whether or not he wanted to forgive. And I think for the father, it was a daily process. And what the beauty of that story is, is what we see in the embrace is the result of forgiveness. Forgiveness is no longer harboring an offense. If the father would have harbored the offense, the party would have never have happened. It's just such a hard concept to wrap my head around. It is hard to wrap our heads around because I don't think there are any definitive steps, Devin. Like, there's no book. How to forgive. Step one. (laughs) Step one. Say their name. Step two. You know, click your heels together three times. I mean, I wish it was that easy. It is a process. Um, And it's a painful process. And sometimes it's a daily process. So let's talk about the process of setting oneself free. Brene Brown, period. I think she nails it when she talks about the process of forgiving. Before one can forgive, one must grieve Mm. or mourn. And I know that sounds pretty harsh and intense, but it is so true and we posted a video on the facebook page and when i say we i mean julie did uh (laughs) she posted an amazing video of Brene touching on this topic how in order for forgiveness to happen something has to die she says if you make a choice to forgive then you have to face the pain you simply have to hurt and me being a protector, nobody wants to hurt. I don't want to hurt. I don't want Katie to hurt. I don't want anybody to hurt. And that's why I get my knucks up and I'm ready to, <laughs> you know, fight until the end. But we have to face the pain in order to heal. I think that's it. You you absolutely nailed it, Devin. Like, and that's got to be why people don't want to forgive, right? Because you don't want to face the hurt. Who does? I'm in a stage in my life where there's a change in friendship dynamic and... I think I'm going through the part of trying to accept that these people may not be in my life, um, at least for the time being. Until things change, I have to accept the fact that there is now a what once was. That makes total sense, Devin. It, it, it's like a mourning period that you have to go through. And I think I have to you know, grieve what once was. And just accept that, you know, God is 
taking people out of my life, but also putting people into my life that I needed um, in order to heal and to just move forward in the path that he sees best fit for me and, and my family. And I think just accepting the change is a big step to forgiveness. It is. It it you talk about mourning the relationships and remembering what once was. Um, I was sharing with you prior to the podcast on Tuesday. We're coming up on a year since uh, my mom passed away, and I can tell you that the grieving for that started the moment she was diagnosed. We knew things were never going to be the same. So in February of 2020 is when the grieving started, and I I can. Think about the stages of grief, denial, anger, depression, acceptance, you know, all of those things. And I think they mimic what forgiveness looks like. And I can tell you that uh, Devin and I were talking prior to getting started that I'm at, at so much peace with my mother, uh, with, with her passing and knowing where she is. I have no doubts. But you know what? Relationships are kind of a lot more complicated. If you were to ask me, 20 years ago, when I was going through a really difficult time in my marriage, a difficult time with individuals that called me a friend, uh, um, you're going to hear the exasperation in my voice probably as I speak. I, I really kind of swam in that ocean of anger for quite some time. I mean, my whole life felt like one giant upheaval, Devin. I didn't know how this thing was going to play out. I think sometimes that's the worst part. Dealing with hurt, especially in relationships. I remember um, in the midst of all the upheaval, I remember one time my therapist asking me, Julie, how do you feel? And I remember saying straight out, I'll tell you how I feel. I'm angry. Yeah, I'm pissed. Pissed was the word. Yeah. And he, in a moment, Devin, he called me on it and he says, anger is a secondary emotion. So tell me how you really feel. Give that man a raise. Right. I, it was just brilliant. I mean, in the moment he called it. I just realized he was so right because I, yes, I was angry, but you know, I was in mourning. I was in a lot of grief. Like I was mourning a marriage that just wasn't going the way that I thought it would. I was mourning an abusive, straight out abusive friendship. And I don't even want to call it a friendship, an abusive relationship by someone who said they were my friend. It was a complete sham. I was mourning um, my dream of providing Taylor, like with you know, a happy home. I talked about that last week. I was mourning Devin, the fact that I felt like the whole town, like living in a small town. I was mourning the fact that I felt like all of Waverly knew my business. Yeah. Like you're in a fishbowl. Everybody's just looking in. Yeah. And so I was in deep mourning from all of those things. And, um, you know, what's, what's odd is, and I used to say this at church too, like, that path, I would never want to go back and repeat it, Devin, but you know, that path led me, by the way, to sitting in a balcony at a women's <laughs> conference and sitting beside two beautiful young ladies who would become, you know, some of our best friends. Uh, that path led me to um, where I'm at today. Yeah. And that, again, is where faith comes in. You release that need for revenge and you say, I'm going to let my faith kind of drive me in the direction that God wants me to go. And I can tell you, I know I've shared this with you before. You know, my husband wasn't really the primary target or my ex-husband wasn't really the primary target of a lot of my anger. It was uh, this woman who was uh, deep, deeply manipulative, um, narcissist. And um, I had to work long and hard to forgive her, Devin. 
and I mean long and hard. And I can say that uh, years after I began that process, I I went over and I knocked on her door. You know, I I was so tired of this person occupying any space in my mind. I was just ready to set myself free. I was done with it, and uh, I was in a pl- I was in a good place. You know, I had people who were for me. I had I had made some great friends, um, developed new and healthy relationships, and. And I went to this person's door and I told her I forgave her. And uh, I didn't do it for her. I did it for me. Selfishly, I really did do it for me. <laughs> I think about this this quote, uh, Lewis Smeads, who is a kind of the guru of a lot of forgiveness stuff. He says, you know, forgiving reverses the flow of pain that began in our past And he says, it's a flow that we keep from wounding us further and poisoning our future. Like, I did not want this person poisoning any more of my my life, present or future. I was done. And so, in a lot of ways, it was a miracle, right? Forgiveness Mm -hmm. is a miracle you perform. It's a miracle that you most often do alone. You do it silently. You do it invisibly. And yet you do it freely. I think the silently part is crazy big because it could be such a constant thing that you're having to do. Um, And gosh, kudos to you for going and knocking on someone's door and telling them to their face, I forgive you. Yeah. Um, Thank you, though. I mean, I appreciate that. Yeah. I think it's so rich when you're able to, like I touched on earlier, You know, you think of them, you think about the hurt maybe this person, you know, has put in your life and you're able to say in your head or in a prayer, whatever it is, I wish you well. I want the best for you. I didn't go that far. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we're being honest. Yeah, I'm being honest. You know, it was, uh, I would, I wish I could say that I wished her light and love, but. Are you there now? You know, oh God, why did you have to ask me that? Um, No. If I'm speaking honestly, I don't wish her ill, but sometimes Mm. I have a hard time wishing her well. So maybe I'm still on the forgiveness journey. I mean, I'm just being honest. It's, it's hard. Like you asking me that question is a, is a great barometer. It's, it's a good gauge for me. And maybe it's, it's something I haven't thought about for a while, but maybe it's a, um, a reminder for me that I still have a little bit of work to do in the forgiveness process. Mm. Maybe I've come a long way, but I haven't totally arrived yet. Yeah. I was going to say, don't dismiss the work that you've put in. That just goes to show how hard it is to love and forgive like Jesus did. I think the goal, and to sum all of this up, is as Christ followers, and you know, we have the heart to be better every day and to grow. Yeah. Um, as challenging as it is. And as hard as it is, and how badly we all want to stay in that pissed off stage. Yes, it's a beautiful stage. <laughs> <laughs> I think when we have the urge and the want to heal, to move on, and to truly forgive, that's when we walk in stride with God. And that's when we heal the hurt that we never deserved. Amen, sister. That's right. So you guys, if you made it to the end of this episode, congratulations. We're so glad you (laughs) stuck through the journey with us as we talked about forgiveness. We understand that it's an uncomfortable place, but 
again, as Richard Rohr says, you know, transformation comes from either great love or great pain. And we hope you feel the love, especially if you're feeling the pain of hurt, especially an undeserved hurt. And we just want to encourage you, if you're not on the path to forgiveness, to, to get on that path. Because the prisoner you end up setting free is yourself, as Smead says. So, And we want you to be free. This is the good news. This is good news. Indeed. So next Sunday, just to switch gears here, surprise, we're not talking about forgiveness. However, with football season coming up, who day, baby? O-H. Please say it. Come on, Devin. Never. Devin, just say I-O. O-H. (laughs) N-O. N-O. <laughs> okay, I'll go. I'm on the Who Day bandwagon, though. Okay, at least we can agree. So, Who Day. Yeah. So, with football season approaching, and then, you know, the most wonderful time of the year to follow basketball season. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with that. I thought you were going to say Christmas, but okay. One can argue. Okay. We want to talk about, which I had no idea, but one of the most popular bits of scripture. That it's been taken out of context. Oh, yeah. And you see it under the the football player's eyes, right? I think Tim Tebow made it really popular. Mm -hmm. And it is Philippians 4.13. And we're about to rock your world with this because (laughs) all I knew growing up was one outlook to it. Yeah. And fear not, we're going to hit you with the good stuff. Oh, it's it's even better than what you can imagine. It is. It is. It's so good. It's so good. So until then, be sure to check us out on the Facebook page, the Jesus That's Good News Facebook page, where Julie is a rock star on there and is always sending out great videos and and great posts of encouragement. Also, if you like the podcast, please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast. And if you don't like it, we're going to forgive you. Oh my gosh, yes. We will (laughs) forgive. If we get anything lower than five stars, then the forgiveness process will automatically kick in. It begins. It begins. So on behalf of Julia and myself, here's to the good news. May we be it, may we seek it, may we spread it. So pull up a seat. There's no reservation needed. Be well, friends. Ooh.